Framber is at it again. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, and it's Casey Bubba, and it's you. We're talking all things MLB DFS, courtesy of the Line Star app. So go over to linestarapp.com, download it, upgrade it, and you've got the premium product, and you've got the best tools you'll ever have in DFS. And that is just the truth. It's just the way it is. And if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe, and every day we'll give you everything you need to know. In the world of baseball DFS, in 30 minutes or less, because it's free. That's right. And Bubba, boy, oh boy, 11 strikeouts for Framber Valdez. Coors can't stop him. Nothing can stop him. The man is on fire. He's basically, look, he's not Justin Verlander. I think we can all understand. However, he's doing his best impersonation right now. Yeah, he's really trying to be the ace of that staff. Uh, you know, you got Granky there doing, you know, trips with the 54 mile EFIS and all kinds of stuff like that. But, uh, Framber's out there just dominating. It's what they need right now because that team, it's one injury after another right now, and they're trying to just hang on for the playoffs right now. So, yeah, Framber was awesome last night. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good night for him, and it was a good night for baseball. So let's fly around and uh, take a look at uh, what the evening was in Major League Baseball on Monday. It was a shorter slate, but uh, that doesn't make it any less important. It's not the size of the slate, Bubba. It's, it's how you size use it. It does right? not think, matter at all. I think no. that's, uh, that's where we go. So we were looking for a lot of runs with uh Colorado and Arizona and you know this Castellani guy at a certain point like when do we just kind of I don't know throw our hands up and be like all right Castellani you know maybe he's not so bad I don't know Trevor Story did it home run so that was good but what about the rest of it yeah it was pretty bad uh, I don't know I, maybe it's just the Arizona offense is that bad right now I, I really can't wrap my head around it because they got shut down in San Francisco they come home favorable matchup shut down again Maybe their offense is just gone right now because Castellani's shown a couple of decent starts here and there. Don't pitch him in Coors. We established that. But uh, on the road, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Grand- Randall Gritcha continues to be hot. He had a three-run home run. Teoscar Hernandez, by the way, too, uh, hasn't stopped hitting uh, at all this year. Uh, the Marlins and Nats went for 19 runs between the two of them yesterday. Aguilar continues to be good. Three runs driven in for him. Uh, so look at it. Jesus Aguilar resurrecting his career <laughs> you see what i did there i made, <laughs> I a, see, I I made see. a joke all right so we were uh look maeda still good savali still good maeda was a little better <laughs> and yeah. there you go there you have it uh three two games so both guys pitch very well and that was again the danger there's, there's your four outcome but uh today mm-hmm. i have a very strong take about gpp so stick around for that Baez had two home runs so that's good Cubs offense starting to heat up Casey Mize's second start was not nearly as good as the first that ERA goes to seven now Lance Lynn got his fourth win so we were good on Lance Lynn he did outduel Jesus Lazardo and eight strikeouts there so that's pretty good uh Justin Smoke and the Brewers now before game skid uh four two over uh Trevor Bauer so the fade from Trevor Bauer was I mean he was still good but you know like he did he did not get the W and for 12K, you better get that W on FanDuel, Bubba. Yeah, and that's kind of what we talked about. Like on DK, it was kind of reasonable. If you played him in cash, he still got you around 20-ish points, give or take. So he didn't crush you. But yeah, 12K on FanDuel definitely did not live up to the price. And we basically said if he does not dominate, you're not going to get it. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, move on here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jack Flaherty's start yesterday? He's uh, obviously got the W there in the against the Royals, so that's that's a sign of of things going well. So I guess he was worth more than we thought last night. Yeah, but he only had I think like three strikeouts and in five innings. He's still not there yet, but but he did go five innings, which gives me hope that uh, he'll be ready to rock and roll his next time out. So maybe he'll be worth the ten K price tag. Next yeah, time. We mentioned Framber Valdez already with his uh, big night, 11 strikeouts for him, career high, and the Astros matched him with 11 runs. So I love when things like that happen. It's always nice. Carlos Kyle Tucker, Correa. baby. Kyle yeah, Tucker. Kyle Tucker, another good night. Uh, Carlos Correa, good night. So, you know, we talked about those guys in the middle of that order. It's nice to see Kyle Tucker starting to emerge. Finally, it's been a long time. It's been a long time waiting. And of course, the Rockies beat the Diamondbacks just 3-2. Boo! More runs. Well, you know, the Diamondbacks are definitely my biggest disappointment. You know, I, I had I did not have high expectations for Bumgarner, but I did have high expectations for the Martes. And so far, they've just been OK. Like they really haven't been what they should have been. And it's kind of frustrating to see. And it's 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 starting to make you wonder, you know, once again, you always point out this is one big, giant, small sample size. And I'm just kind of wondering at this point. Is that what I'm seeing here? Is this like a bad month of baseball or maybe Kettle Marte isn't quite as good as he was last year? And that's that's a sad story. I don't want to believe that second one. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I kind of want to believe they're they're obviously better than this, but they're not making it easy to believe that right now. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I would agree. All right. So let's continue on. It's a new day. Yes, it is. It's Tuesday here, and we're going to talk about uh, what the slate looks like tonight. Now, you do have a couple day games here. Uh, it's the uh, Angels and Astros with Javier and Suarez on the mound. And uh, I guess the Mets part of the one of the many doubleheaders the Mets will be playing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to catch up on things. So we're going to let that go. Uh, let's take a look at what could be on the all day slate. It's Jake Arrieta versus Eric Fidi, uh and Kyle Hart against Chase Anderson. Those are their six o'clock games, along with Tommy Malone and Tyler Glass now. Um, none of these pitchers are super exciting to me personally. Uh, do you want to play the all day and get glass now in there? Do you think he's ready to pop against the Orioles in Tampa? Or are you willing to let this all day slate go? Cause that's the only pitcher that I can even consider. And it's basically because it's a weird night for GPP arms. It's like a couple big time cash arms. And after that, I don't know what's there. Yeah, I'll pass on glass now. Like he's, he was much better as last time out, but the consistency with him right now, I'm not quite seeing. The only thing on the all the early three games that I like a lot is get your Toronto bats in against Kyle Hart, um, T. Oscar, Grichik, even Guriel. Like just load up on him. That that'd be the biggest reason I would play the all day. Otherwise, it's no no worries for me. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that sentiment. All right, so let's kick things off here and let's go with the seven o'clock games. We got Tyler Chatwood against Spencer Turnbull. Uh, Chatwood is 8.2. Turnbull is 7.2 thousand dollar difference between those two guys tonight. And then you've got Turnbull 8.7 Chatwood 9.1 over on DK. My question to you is Chatwood has had some good starts, some not so good starts. It's a really good matchup on a GPP slate. That's a little light. Does the 8.2 tempt you because of the matchup or is Chatwood's up and down streak concern you? It's very tempting because, as we've talked about before, and some much smarter people about pitching than me has broken down. He's still not walking, guys. His velocity is still good. He was just locating poorly his last time out. That could be an issue, obviously, if he continues to locate poorly. But it is the Tigers, a team that strikes out a lot. So in a GPP, I can see the appeal. Coming back from a back injury, he's going to be basically no-owned. So it's it's on the table. Am I running to do it? No. If you're multi-entering, I would definitely have some Chadwood against uh, the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. Bias swinging a hot bat, by the way, just 2.9 on 
over on uh, on FanDuel. That's that's an incredible value for Javier Baez right now. Uh, Ian Happ at the top of this order, 3-3, another incredible value. So there's some value here with this Cubs lineup against Turnbull, who's not a bad pitcher. So, you know, it depends on which way you want to go here. Any other thoughts on this one on the DK side or on FanDuel for you? On FanDuel, Schwarber at 27 and DK at 41 is a nice little value. Even in, He hasn't been great for cash, but at that price point on this slate tonight against Turnbull, there is some cash viability and cleanup for the uh, Cubs tonight. Yeah, uh, I would agree on that one too. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber's 10.8 on mm-hmm. DK. I would have thought he might be more expensive. Yeah, uh, maybe surprised. it's because of the matchup against the Twins. Rich Hill is at 7.1. Uh, I, I like Rich Hill and all, but I can't go this route on FanDuel. However, it's 12K for Bieber, and Bieber is a 12K pitcher this year. But is he a 12K pitcher against the Twins, Bubba? That, that is the question. That is the question. We saw him face them earlier this year in his second start. He went eight shutout with 13Ks. Now, that's probably the ceiling. Let's be realistic about it. But um, he's very, very good. At DraftKings, I'm pretty much just going to lock him in and just live with whatever happens, at least for some of my lineups. On FanDuel at 12K, it's a, it's a much bigger debate because there's a couple other arms I can see faring pretty similarly to him. So at 12K, I could see not playing him on this slate against Minnesota, who could run into a few. Yeah. Uh, uh, looking at this here, would you target uh, Rich Hill at all? Um, yes. Or does he scare you a little bit? Because you know, Rich Hill is capable of going out there and throwing five, six really good innings and striking out a bunch of guys when he's right. The question is, he hasn't really been right so far this year. He can get right at any time. Does that scare you off any of the Indians' bats? Um, he, he's been pretty wrong. I'm not too confident in him pitching. Well, the problem is, is the Indian bats have been pretty off as well. Uh, the biggest things I'd look for is I wouldn't go full stacking just cause I don't trust them, but like Luplo at 24 on FanDuel and you know, I believe he's like 34 on DraftKings. That's a nice little value as a, as a guy that hits lefties quite well. I'm not going to go all in on the Indians, but I, I'm definitely not using Rich Hill. Yeah. Uh, I'm not using Rich Hill either. Um, looking at this one, Lindor, uh, 3.3 is a, is a great value too. Um, you know, I know you prefer some guys hitting for the left side, but, uh, for Emil Reyes at 3.2 also always hammers left-handed pitching. So some value there today for the Indians bats on the FanDuel side, Bubba. Yeah, definitely on the FanDuel side, not so much on the draftings. Like I think friend, friend was up to like 48 now, which is, he's definitely getting the, uh, the love finally, but, uh, it's, it's not what I want to be paying at 47. So yeah, I'll be passing on the the drafting side for sure. FanDuel, if you need to, it's what it's there. Yeah. Uh Garrett Cole's on the slate tonight, eleven K. So a thousand dollar difference mm-hmm. between him and uh and he's apparently he's gonna get the rookie Ian Anderson tonight. Is that is that confirmed yet? Yes. Or okay. yes. Pr- pray for pray for Ian Anderson. Yeah, I mean this is <laughs> here you go. It's like Nate Pearson first start this year was against Max Scherzer, and now Ian Anderson's like, here you go, kid. There's Garrett Cole. Good luck. Go go get him, kid. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But for $1,000 difference with the way the Braves are striking out, I think it's a no-brainer to fade away from Bieber to Cole. I mean, am I crazy here, or is it just that simple? It's that simple. That's kind of why I was saying on FanDuel it's difficult. Like on DraftKings, they're $200 difference. So now you can have a discussion about it. All right, well, let's have have a discussion. We're going to have a discussion. Me and Bubba (laughs) are going to have a discussion. So, Like two grown adults. Yeah, like two grown-ass men. What's the discussion here (laughs) for for that difference in price? Would you pay up? for the harder matchup against the twins, even though Bieber is at home, or would you pay, would you pay down a little bit, save some cash 
and go over there and target um, the Braves. I know my answer to the question, and it's the Braves. And I'll, I'll go first to not you know put you on the spot here. It's definitely the Braves. It's the Braves because this lineup still does not have Albies. It still does not have Acuna, and it. Mm-hmm. it still strikes out a ton. And it's not built the same way as an American League lineup. And I and I still have enough respect for the Twins that that little bit of doubt. I'll save the money. So that's that's my two cents. What's your two cents? Let's make four cents. That's a four cents. Uh, Garrett Cole is the safer play by a, a long shot. I'm with you there. I think Bieber actually has the higher ceiling from what we've seen consistently this season, where Cole hasn't quite shown that consistently. So I would like to go to Bieber because I think Cole on DraftKings will have the higher ownership in this situation because of everything you mentioned. It makes more sense to play Garrett Cole. That's the logical way to go. I'm going to go the illogical way and go with Shane Bieber. That's fine. So you're going to fight the ownership like like a young fav- flavor Flav and Chuck D. Yes, you're going to fight the exactly. power. You're going to you're going to fight the ownership percentage. There you go. There you go. Yes. Are you going to wear a big clock Fandle, when you put your lineups yes, in? You going to wear a big clock around uh, your neck? Yes, I, I had a big <laughs> on a big, big chain and I'm going to put some gold tape in. <laughs> oh, I know exactly What's what gift I'm putting out with today's show. <laughs> and everyone's going to go, why is that happening? Well, you'll see. Listen you'll and see. learn. <laughs> um, all right. Are you taking any Yankee bats here against the young kid? Uh, Luke Voigt at 4-4 over on mm-hmm. DK is pretty decent. Aaron Hicks at the top of this order at 4 on FanDuel, uh, Hicks is just 3.1. Foyt is 4.1. So you got to pay for him. Urshel is the yep. cheap guy here at 3.3. So, I mean, look, the Yankee lineup right now is not the Yankee lineup. I mean, no Torres, no Judge, no Stanton, no DJ LeMahieu. This is not your regular Yankees. That's the only other good argument, I think, for going to Bieber as well. Because yep. this is not the same Yankee lineup that you're used to. And I think we get in a false sense of security. And it's good to remind everybody about that. Still a good lineup. Clint Frazier at 2.9 could go yard for sure. Uh, but still, it's it's not your it's not the Yankee lineup that we're accustomed to. Yes, I, I do like Luke Voigt, especially at 44 on DK. I think it's a very good price point there. Hits right. He's extremely well. He's homered in the four straight games before his three day vacation. So there, there's a lot to like there with Voigt. And one other thing to mention before we move on, there's a good chance Ronald Acuna is back tonight. Well, if he is back tonight, he's still been striking out a ton. So yes, I'll believe it when I yes, see it. You know, <laughs> you know, and I love him to pieces. But once again, welcome back. Here's Garrett Cole. You know, go yeah, get him, true. Tiger. It's not, it's not a good day's work. I mean, you haven't played in two weeks, and now you're gonna go up there and face Garrett Cole. No, true. Like you know, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I refuse to live in fear. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about this one here. Uh, Houston Astros uh, and uh, Julio facing Julio Tehran and the Angels. Do we have a pitcher here for the Astros for the 7:30 game? Uh, they, they haven't named it because it's game two of a doubleheader, so right. nothing official yet. Yeah, so uh, you know what? Just let it go. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna worry about this. Uh, continuing on, it's just it's just too much. Some days it's just too much. Yeah. Let's talk about Sean Manaya at six point six k. We've been liking to troll him. Uh, he's facing mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers. Joey Gallo hits lefties. Is this a three point six Joey Gallo night, my friend? It very well could be. It's a stack this entire game night. That's mm. what it looks like to me with Gibson and um, this is this is a fun one. This is a really good one. You got Nick Solak. He's only got thirty eight on DK, thirty one on Fanduel. He brings some um, some life to the the, t- the Rangers party, and Danny Santana is thirty three and twenty nine respectively on his two sites, and that's a very very good value for a guy that returned from the IL last week. So I yeah. like that quite a bit. Todd Frazier's at two point eight. Leody Tavares at two point zero over yep. on Fanduel. Got the by start the way. last night. 
Yeah, yep. free square if he's at the top of the order again, too. I mean, it's just a volume play. I mean, he's, you know, he's not Matt Olsen or Matt Chapman. <laughs> you yep. know, some of the other big bats in this game. But still, guy at the top of the order is a free square. You don't see that happen very often. Uh, he's also just 3K over on DraftKings. Uh, so of all the mats, who do you like the most tonight? you like Olsen, the lefty against Kyle Gibson, or you like Chapman at 5-3? I'm going to keep riding Chapman. He's been doing it way more consistently right now. Olsen's either yeah. like home run or strikeout right now, which is really weird. Give well, me that's Chapman. Kind he's, of a a he's a slugger. He's like an old school kind of slugger guy. Yeah, but he's, he's better than a buck 80 average. True. True. That is true. But I, I'm with you. Matt Chapman, I think I'll pay the extra 400 for on FanDuel. If I'm going to take a Matt, it's the Chapman. And Robbie Grossman at 3.2, I take him too. And Kana at 3.2, I take him also. Uh, Kana's another guy too. Just keep plugging along. It's funny because Kana. Grossman, Piscotti, they're all like these castaway kind of guys, and all of them are just kind of mm-hmm. getting the job done right now. Yeah, just quietly just producing nonstop night after night. Yeah. Uh, all right, this next one, this is where I struggle here because I want to play this, but I'm just not going to. Um, Brandon Woodruff against Luis Castillo and the Reds. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so I'm so tempted, Bubba. I'm so tempted at 7. I thought of you the first time I saw him I know, on this sheet. And I really want to do it. And I feel like, you know, I don't know if we're doing that thing where we start second-guessing ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't. But I, I'm just – I can't do it tonight. I don't like GPP Armstead. I'm telling you right now, I'm throwing cash game pitchers in GPP. And maybe it is oh, yeah. Bieber against the Twins because the ownership will be low. Like maybe you go and do something like that. But um, it's just not a good night for GPP. I mean, we said we've said some nights where it's, hey, it's not a good night for cash, you know, and, and we're not trying to be unpopular here. We're trying to be realistic. The way things match up, this is a tricky one. Um, do you have any love for Castillo on the other side as a GPP arm? Look, just to give you the stats again, Castillo is 9.1 over on FanDuel. Woodruff is just 7.8, which is why it's so damn tempting. He's 8.2 on DK, Castillo 9.6. So relatively speaking on both sides, they're kind of in the same vein. I understand Woodruff is a secondary arm on DK tonight. I get that because there aren't a lot of good ones. But take me through your evaluation of these two pitchers, Bubba. It's very tricky because the stuff we know is elite with like both of these guys. It's just the consistency right now. They're either giving up walks or they have that one bad inning where they're just not producing from a fantasy standpoint for us. And that's why it's hard to use these guys tonight. And at the same time, when we talk about four true outcomes, this could be a four true outcome game. Like These guys could deal. We could see all kinds of different scenarios here. So I'm just kind of staying away from the uh, the arms in this game, and it's kind of leading me a little away from the bats as well, unless you know, you'll know you probably want to play your Kesson Hira because he's cheap on FanDuel and other things like that. But uh, I'm going to just avoid these arms, which stinks because they are great. Woodruff at 78 is very, very tempting. Because the, the Reds' bats aren't overly scary. I'm just I'm not going there, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's just... Uh, it's a a tough one. I hate this. I hate when I'm tempted with an arm that I like in a situation like, but you know, the last start wasn't great. And I'm just a little worried. And I wish he was facing anybody else, but Castillo. (laughs) That that would help. You know, because Castillo is another one of these guys. It's been very tricky. You know, he's been, he's pitched better than the numbers say, and you're just waiting for that to marginalize. And I don't want it to marginalize on my dime. And that's, that's where I struggle. I do not struggle in this next game. I'm all in. So as, as trepidatious as I was on other spots, here's where I am ready to rock and roll. Lucas Giolito, 10.4 against the Pirates yes. at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100% yes. All the yes. Look at Jose Abreu's price, by the way. All the way up to 4K now after this weekend. When we were using him Jeez. on Friday, he was 3.1. He has gone up $900 in a weekend. Just, just so you know, just so you're keeping score at home. Tim Anderson has also gone up all the way to 4K. 
Uh, but Eloy Jimenez is just 3.4, and Edward Encarnacion, 2.8. Luis Robert, 3.3. I think that's the part of the lineup you attack 5, 6, 7 tonight against the lefty Stephen Brault. You play Giolito, and you walk away. Bubba, what do you think? I absolutely love Giolito tonight. Um, at 10-4 on FanDuel, even 97 on DK. What is that is, DK price about? Did you, they not that, see his that's last where start? You, that's where you pivot off of the big boys. Like, if you want to get different... Giolito at 97 is outstanding. It's hard to say no to that. And then um, the one caveat I will give is Nick Madrigal is supposed to return tonight. He's 2,000 on D- on FanDuel, and he's 29 on DK. If you want some savings in this White Sox lineup to go with your Eloys, your Lou Bobs, who I love as well. I, I love this stack tonight. They're pricey on both sides, but you, know, you can get savings elsewhere. So <laughs> they're good. They're, like, literally, they're priced like they're in Coors, but they're not. It doesn't matter because <clears throat> right. they're that good right now. Yeah, and, and they're in a good home run friendly environment in Chicago. And look, you know, uh, yeah. the wind's not blowing out, but I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like these guys are stack them up. Guys are, stack them up, baby. And look, we, we talked about some free square guys already. You know, we already talked about Tavares at the top of that Texas order, who, you know, who's basically free and a couple other guys. You, you get two of those guys, you can make all of this with Giolito and the White Sox work. Period. Yeah. End of story. I think going to make it things work. Adam Wainwright against Matt Harvey. We're getting another heart. It's Harvey Day. I remember yes, when that indeed. used to excite me back in the day. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I remember. I remember being relevant for a short period of time. That was the best <laughs> as a Mets fan. Um, so anyway, this game, Adam Wainwright. You, you know, he's been pretty good. So it's hard to is is Adam Wainwright the GPP play of the night? I don't know if I go as far as GPP at 82 on FanDuel, I guess. Like that's what I'm talking that about. Good. It's the FanDuel pricing I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he could be. I think he's definitely cash viable in, on DraftKings, like as an SP2. I'm all about that because his floor has been very, very solid. Um, GPP is just tough because I don't know if he's got the ceiling for a GPP that you're looking for. Um, I think you just pay up for Giolito. I'm I just really looking do. at the win equity here against Matt Harvey. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I, and and the then the lack of other GPP arms out there tonight. Where he doesn't have the normal start too. He doesn't have the normal profile, so it's like okay, win quality start. Does that take over? I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. But like you Uh, can see how we're struggling. I feel like when you're looking and you're trying to make excuses for guys, that tells you once again it's not a great tournament night. It's just not. It's just play cash. It's just an easier, easier or Mm -hmm. take cash lineups and play them in tournaments because one of these big pitchers is going to to take over there. So there's no like one specific guy. on the next slate here, Marco Gonzalez, the lefty against Chris Paddock, who has not been good. Uh, I don't care for either of these arms either. Um, you could certainly always look to Fernando Tatis and Machado, 4-6 on FanDuel. Machado just 3.7. Uh, but outside of that, again, how, what are you excited about in this game, Bubba? Are, are you excited about it? Because Chris Paddock hasn't been great, so does that mean like the Kyles, the Lewis, and the Seeger variety are in play? Well, it's basically you pick your poison. Like I could see Chris Paddock being a very good GPP player. If he shows up, because the strikeouts will be there against Seattle. At the same time, you can see Seattle, like, you know, if they could torture maybe Paddock, like they tortured the Dodgers. You never know. But um, I think Paddock's an intriguing GPP option just for the strikeout upside. Um, I also don't mind, like you said, go with the Kyles, go with um, Haggerty. He's super cheap on both sides. He's 3K on DK. And he's, um, I'm still scrolling, trying to find him on FanDuel. But um, <laughs> he's he, he's very, very cheap over there as well. And he, oh, he's a uh, 28 on FanDuel. So there, there is value with Seattle if you want to. Uh, but I think, I think Paddock's actually GPP viable tonight. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, I, uh, 
That's how hard it is to find GPP. <sighs> Again, I, I feel like we're trying to talk ourselves into it, and that's not a good thing. Like, that's that's no. usually not the recipe for success. Actually, your GPP plays in the next game. I just. Oh, uh, okay. That, that was the last. This was the last <laughs> guy on the potential candidate list, was Ramon Marquez at 8.7. Yeah. Like, all these guys there at 8. Uh, look, the Diamondbacks have not been great. Alex Young is not great. I can understand yeah. Marquez tonight. I get it. At 8.7, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Yeah, Marquez on the road against this bad offense. I know the roof will be open, but that didn't help him last night at all. So uh, I, I don't mind Marquez at all. I think he's a out of the three guys we talked about, Wainwright, Paddock, Marquez. I like Marquez as your GPP play for sure on FanDuel. I like him better as a secondary arm on DK at eight than I like yeah, him as a standalone too. GPP arm and FanDuel. I just okay. I just like I'm just looking at it. I'm you know for for you know okay he's eight point seven right. So at ten point four I can have Giolito. <laughs> and I can make Giolito work. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the offense tonight and, and the things that are available to me, and and a lot of them aren't that thrilling, except the White Sox. And if I'm in the White Sox game already, I might as well stay in the White Sox game, I guess is the point I'm making here. Mm-hmm. So That's uh, valid, too. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's very frustrating. It was very frustrating <laughs> this morning. Um, yes. So any other thoughts on this one? Any other bats you want to target here? Um, we all know the usual suspects in the Colorado order. Uh, Brandon Rogers, by the way, another free square, too, if he's in the lineup at 2K. Yeah, Rogers is cheap. If somehow Hampson gets back in the lineup at 25, that'll be nice as well. And I love Trevor Story. I know he's 41 on FanDuel. He's 52 on DraftKings. He's expensive, but I think he's in another smash spot tonight. Yeah. All right. Let's go to that last game here. Julio Urias, 7.5K. Very cheap against Johnny Cueto, 7.5K. Um, so very interesting when Urias and Cueto have the same price on the site. On DK, it's not the case. Uh, Urias is 9.5 and Johnny Cueto is 6.1. So, Bubba, your thoughts on this one tonight? San Francisco have enough here to upset the Dodgers? Well, they're on fire right now. I don't know if they have they enough are. to upset the Dodgers. but uh, Wilmer will Flores say, against lefties. Yep. Wilmer <laughs> Flores is a great place. 43 on DK, 3K on uh, FanDuel. I think there's definite value there. Longo's been quietly hitting the ball really well. If you want to get really weird with your stacks, you don't need to. But he's he's in play as well. And I will say, um, Bellinger is absolutely scorching right now. So if you want to pay up for an outfielder uh, or a first baseman, depending on what sites you're on, Bellinger at 42 on Fanduel and 57 on DK is extremely expensive. But man, oh man, is he feeling it? And then there's always Corey Seager. Yeah, uh, on Fanduel, 4.2 is not impossible to work in your lineup. No. You can get one of the big time pitchers and Cody Bellinger with some of the guys like Flores, three three K. Like mm-hmm. there you go. Like. Yep. That offset right there just marginalizes Cody Bellinger. I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather go in for the offense and the pitching in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like. Uh, it is, like I said, it's tricky. you got a very top-heavy pitching slate. Some other pitchers you can kind of make a case for. I'm kind of with Bubba that Marquez is probably the best of them. Woodruff scares me. Paddock scares me. Marquez scares me. Scares me enough that I think I'm just going to do that thing I do where I take my cash game lineup and just throw it in a tournament or two and see what happens there and see if it can carry over. And I think it might. And Giolito right now has been on fire too. So I'm going to stick with him. So it's that time, boys and girls. It's time to leave the yard. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are going to give you two guys each who are going to go yard. Last night we failed miserably. Very sad. We went on the same guy. Did not happen. But that's okay uh, because it's a new day. Yes, it is. So Let's get after it. Let's give our uh, home run call here. And if you retweet this over at LineStar app and give us your home run call, you've got a shot to win some free merch. All right. So, Bubba, who's leaving the yard tonight? Who's going uh, out of the ballpark? I'm going to go back to our lovely game we wanted in Chicago. 
Um, last time I picked this man and Jose Abreu hit three home runs, so I should have picked Jose. Uh, but I'm going back to the well. Give me Eloy Jimenez taking Stephen Brault and the Pirates deep. I like that one. I like it very much. You know what? I'm going to keep going with Jose Abreu. I think he's still yep. worth the 4K, even though he's gone up a thousand. So look at us staying on the same team, going with two different teammates. So that's Eloy Jimenez, who's going to cost you $600 less on FanDuel. Uh, I'm going to go with Jose Abreu, who's just red hot out of his mind right now against the lefties. So uh, there you go. There's your uh, picks to click there. Those are your guys who are going yard. I want to remind you guys to go follow us on LineStar app on Twitter and LineStar MLB. Go to LineStar app. Go get that premium product and download the LineStar app right now, and you can use it to make all your lineups. And you can follow us at Casey Bubba at Joe Pizapia17. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.